Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Sahiba, and today we'll be talking about Avengers Endgame, Ugly Dolls, The Biggest Little Farm, The Intruder, Tito and the Birds, Martha, Picture Story, and we'll be meeting some of the new Kids First film critics. And just to mention, it's May 4th Star Wars Day, so may the 4th be with you always. So first, we're going to be talking with Catherine and Rowan about Avengers Endgame. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. So I am thrilled to be talking to you guys about this. I'm a huge Marvel fan. So if I start geeking out a little bit, just ignore me. So, Catherine, can you tell me a little bit about what's happening in the Marvel world now? Um, well, at the moment, um, if everyone has seen um, Infinity Wars, uh, you would know that... Um, uh, not to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched it, um, but uh, Thanos has just snapped half of the universe away, so everyone is trying to recover from that right now. Oh no, yeah, that's, I can't imagine how they're going to recover from that, but um, Ron, what did you feel when watching this movie? Um, well, I was very excited because I had watched all the five movies and there was quite a lot of build up to this film because this was kind of it's like the climax of this segment of the MCU so like all the movies before this were kind of building up to this one yeah I know it's really crazy how they've had this decade of films and do you think they do justice to this um, sort of decade of Marvel movies and the build up that they have I think that it's definitely one of the better movies like made, but I do think that it's slightly underwhelming just because they really built up a lot of anticipation for this movie. It's not like underwhelming overall, but it's just like it's just not as big as they really put it out to be. Okay, I see what you mean. I know I'm, you know, set that bar up really high for them. So I totally know what you mean. And so, Catherine, how would you compare um, Endgame to all this previous, all the previous Marvel movies? Um, well, I think that it was absolutely amazing. And, like, I know there was a lot of buildup. And, you know, I I was really excited to see this. And, you know... My expectations were met, and I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just so excited. <laughs> Who is your favorite superhero, Catherine? I'm really curious. Um, It is probably... Oh, God, that's a hard one. I really like Iron Man a lot because, you know, he's really smart, and, you know, he knows a lot about, like, everything, pretty much. Yes, I love Iron Man too. He's he's quite cool. <laughs> and Rowan, how about you? Who is your favorite superhero? Um, in the MCU, it's probably Spider-Man. 
Yay! I love Spider-Man too. He's he's also awesome. <laughs> and so, um, Rowan, um, after this whole Endgame and ten year long movies of Marvel, do you think that um they're gonna be able to keep it up for another maybe ten years? And um, I do think that they they're going to continue to make successful films. And while I don't think they're ever going to really accomplish anything as huge as this film, they will definitely continue to tell stories successfully that are popular. Yeah, for sure. And um, Catherine, so what did you think of the special effects? It's a Marvel movie. There's got to be some action. So what did you think? Oh, it was really cool. It kept me like, I was like so connected to the, like to the movie. I was staring at the screen the whole time. And you know, the special effects just made it like complete. Cause without special effects, you know, it would be so much just duller. Yes, that is very true. And Rowan, what did you think of the visuals and the sort of grandness of, the um, film. Um, yeah, I do think it was very, like, there were a lot, lot of scenes where just because the characters have powers that are very colorful, like Captain Marvel is a very bright yellow, Iron Man shoots blue, and um, Thor also has blue lightning, Captain America throws a shield that's very brightly colored. But I do feel like the color grading wasn't perfect because it did it was very dark and some of like the more comedic scenes is like seemingly unnecessary. But that, that's kind that's kind of in line with the rest of the movies in the MCU. All quite dark. Yeah, that's true. And um, Catherine, so this is a three-hour-long movie. It is very very long. long. Yeah, it's more than three hours long. And so, um, do you think that? at any moment it took away from the film or did you not notice i didn't think it took out anything except you know like i got in at 11 and i got out at like two i'm like whoa that's so much longer than i thought it would be but i don't think it really took out anything because you know every three hours was worth of it worth it <laughs> Oh, that's so good to hear. I was really worried about that, but thank you. Um, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Avengers Endgame, Ugly Dolls, The Biggest Little Farm, The Intruder, Tito and the Birds, Martha, A Picture Story, and then we'll also be talking with some new Kids First film critics. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Catherine and Rowan about An Avengers Endgame. And so, Rowan, I'm curious, um, what did you think of the end of Endgame? Because it's a big movie, and sometimes, you know, you need that powerful ending. So how did they do with their end of Endgame? And yeah, they definitely, like, they finished off some big arcs that have been started in movies as early as the first Iron Man movie in 2008. Like, characters that have been going through huge changes to their personality like for example iron man with his when he went into the space in avengers and then in iron man 3 he was kind of recovering from psd from that 
And then in um, Civil War, he was guilty about what the events of Age of Ultron, because he created the monster in that case. And I feel like they definitely do give him a great... They do justice to the beginning of that arc, and they stay consistent with all the other different characters and how they have changed and the decisions that they make do make sense. That's so awesome to hear. That makes me so happy. And um, so, Catherine, what did you think of the acting? I know there's a lot of big actors, but tell me a little bit about what you thought. I thought that the acting was perfect because without good acting in a film, the film wouldn't be good. And, you know, there were very, you know, serious serious scenes and there were some comedic scenes I feel like the actors did an outstanding job oh that's awesome <laughs> thank you and so um Rowan um were there any easter eggs or sort of references to any of the old Marvel movies that people might need to be aware of or watch any previous movies before seeing Endgame and yeah there's the main ones that you would definitely have to have watched is probably the Avengers movies because they are, well, there's a lot of scenes that refer directly back to those. And then and there's a couple jokes that are, like, very movie-specific. Like, there was one joke that was, like, about Captain Marvel's haircut, which is a reference to the Captain Marvel movie where she gets a haircut. <laughs> For other reasons, I can't spoil. Um... There's a, yeah, there's a bunch of jokes that refer to other movies, but to really understand the plot, you definitely have to have at least watched the other Avengers movies and maybe the Iron Man one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was wondering because after watching Infinity War, I know a lot of people who hadn't really seen previous Marvel movies were slightly confused when a couple characters showed up. Um, but finally, um, Catherine... How many stars would you give Avengers Endgame? And what do you think the age range should be? Okay, I think that I would give this a 5 out of 5 stars because, you know, the story was amazing. The acting was amazing. Everything was pretty much awesome. And the age recommendation, um, if you're a superhero lover and you're, like, you're okay with kind of intense scenes, I would say 10 to 18, and adult for sure. Yay, I'm so happy you gave it a 5 out of 5 stars. Now I'm even more excited to watch it. <laughs> and Rowan, what about you? Um, how many stars would you give it, and what do you think the age range should be? I mean, I also gave it 5 out of 5 stars. I think ages 9 through 18, which is very similar to hers, but... Wonderful. Yay. I'm so happy. And um, I've had a wonderful, wonderful time talking with both Catherine and Rowan. And so thank you guys once again for talking about Avengers Endgame with me. Thank you. Thank you. And so be sure to check out Avengers Endgame in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by... Flugel Season 1, Volume 1. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished talking about avengers endgame and next we'll be talking with lexi about ugly dolls welcome to the show lexi thank you so much of course. So I'm so excited to hear what you have to tell me about Ugly Dolls. So um, what is this movie about and what did you think about it? So it was such a cute and animated movie. It literally, it was probably one of my favorites. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Um, I really hope there will be um, a sequel or yeah. So basically what happens is um, Moxie, the main character, has this dream of becoming um, the doll to a little girl but then she ends up in Uglyville, the place where all the dolls that nobody wants get put. And then um, when she is in Uglyville, she keeps waiting for the day to come where she gets to go to a family and it is not coming. So then she and her friends decide to go and um, to go and look for a little girl. So they had a bunch of challenges along the way and ran into some not very nice people who tried to push them back, um, but also some nice people who helped them get to what they wanted. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like such a sweet storyline. Yeah. That is so cute. And so you mentioned a sequel. So if you, if there was a sequel being made, what would you want to see in it? Um, maybe I, w- I would want to see, because um, one thing that they said in the movie is that Moxie and her friends will go back to Uglyville and visit. So I want to see if they actually go- do go back. And I also want to see... Um, like, where they end up, like, the families that they end up with, and, you know, things like that. 
yeah, that would be fun. Um, so what did you think about the voice acting? There's a pretty cool cast, including Kelly Clarkson, Pitbull, and Nick Jonas. Yeah, it was so cool. And I also did the um the red carpet premiere so I interviewed them and it was really fun interviewing them I think you could actually kind of tell that it was them because you know their voices are pretty obvious by this point um but they all did a super great job they their voices matched what the characters looked like perfectly uh yeah oh that's so cool that you got to meet them can you tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit more about this experience yeah, so basically we got there and they put us um, on the um, in our spot on the red carpet, and then I got to meet the um, writer, director, um, uh, Pentatonics. I tried to meet um, Kelly Clarkson and Nick Jonas and Blake Shelton, but unfortunately they had to leave a little bit earlier. Okay, wow, that's really cool. What were um, some of the questions that you got to ask them? Well, I. I asked the directors, like, you know, what was their inspiration? How long did it take? Things like that. Uh, the writer, she, I asked her, like, what was her inspiration? She said she has a little daughter, and so she wanted her to have, like, a cute movie for her daughter that she could say her mom, you know, wrote. <laughs> oh, that is really cute. And so going back to the movie, um, what were your thoughts on the songs? It's all original music sung by the cast, which yeah. I think is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the music so much. I actually downloaded the playlist onto my Spotify account because it's so upbeat and made me feel happy, and I just loved it so much. Oh, wow. I haven't heard the music yet, so would you recommend that I listen? Yes, I do. It's really, really good. I was really surprised. It was very good. Their voices are amazing. Awesome. I think I'm going to be listening to it right after this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, can you tell me a little bit more about the animation that was in this movie? Yeah, so basically everything was animated. There was nothing that was real, you know. Um, And all the facial expressions and everything were like, on point they were really I loved um the backgrounds and everything it just all kind of fit together perfectly the editors did a really great job oh that's wonderful to hear and so who was your favorite character there seems to be a lot of them in this film yeah um probably Moxie the main character which is played by Kelly Clarkson because she's the one with the dream of um you know, belonging to a little girl, and when it doesn't come to her right away, she goes out and tries to get it for herself, and I think that's a really good, you know, lesson to not just sit around waiting, to go and attempt to get what you want. Yeah, that is so, that sounds wonderful, and you've made me so excited to watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And so, finally, what? How many stars would you give this film? And what do you think the age range should be? Um, so I would give this probably five out of five stars. As I said, it's one of my favorite kid movies, um, animated. You know, I loved it so much. And I would probably recommend it for ages four to twelve because I don't think anybody under four could like sit through. A movie, you know, like it's really good and it's um, like the acting's great, singing's perfect, you know, but I think it'd just be hard for somebody under four to sit through like a movie. Um, 
but also, like I said, four to 12, but also if adults are into like animated movies, this is probably one of the best out there right now. So I do recommend it for adults also. Awesome. This makes me so excited. (laughs) And I completely understand what you're talking about with audiences four and younger yeah but, um, thank you so much Lexi for speaking thank to you ugly dolls it was so much fun yeah thank you so much of course so be sure to check out ugly dolls in theaters today you're listening to kids first coming attractions today we're talking about avengers endgame ugly dolls the biggest little farm the intruder tito and the birds lego movie 2 the dvd martha a picture story and we're going to be meeting some new kids first film critics so right now i'm going to be talking with ivy about the intruder welcome to the show ivy oh thanks for having me of course so this movie seems scary but i'm not too sure so can you tell me a little bit about what's going on in the film and how it made you feel yeah this was a hair-raising creepy thriller movie it had me on my toes I was super scared the whole time but I love how the movie like it I guess you could say it keeps you on the edge of your seat but there's a big build-up and the plot was very well made and I love the soundtrack and the music like you know dun 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 like I it just it was really cool that's yeah I was just like from looking at the poster I was like this looks really intense but um did this movie scare you at all yeah it scared me but like I think it was more of a thriller like more creepy than it was scary like you just have to watch like I mean there were some ahs and who's in the crowd the whole time but it was it was mostly just what's going to happen next Okay, I see. And so, um, what's the main plot line and what's um, happening in this film? Well, what's happening in this film is that a um, couple, a new married couple, move out of the city because they want to start a new family, so they move to the country. And the husband has received a promotion at work, and they can finally afford the dream home that the wife wants of $3 million dollars. The problem is that the owner loves the home and just can't seem to let it go. Ooh, that sounds intense. And um, so was this a mystery movie at all? I, from IMDb, it says mystery, so I'm just curious. I mean, I guess I would say it's a mystery because you really don't know the owner. And, like, while the movie goes on, he shows up more and more and more, and he never seems to go away. And the... The mystery part is, like, he's kind of mysterious. Like, he comes up with, he says that he uh, is going to move out of the house and go to Florida to live with his daughter. But nobody, like, he he never, he keeps delaying the date that he's going to Florida. And they ask if he's ever going to leave. So, I mean, you never really know who he is about and what he does. Oh, did you have any guesses um, towards the beginning of the film? And did any of them sort of turn out to be right? Um, well, I never saw, like, I mean, I did see the trailer, but, like, I thought the owner would be, like, I didn't think he, okay, so he had a crush on the wife of, um, Scott, but I didn't think that was gonna happen, like, I didn't know what his, once it started going in the movie, it gave him, it gave you his background, and what, like, why he didn't want to sell the house, why he sold the house, and, like, I never would have expected 
that like the reasoning to be that like he looks like a nice guy and i really do think the lesson here is just be careful who you trust because look looks like don't judge people by how they look and how they act as you first see them yeah that is scary um <laughs> so what did you think about the um acting well the acting, there was only 13 cast members in this whole movie, which was really crazy to me. And uh, Charlie Peck, played by Dennis Quaid, he was so perfect for this role because he was, like, intimidating and eerie. And, like, the his smile, like, his face expressions really, like, they were really creepy. Like, I don't know how he did those. Like, his smile, oh, my goodness. It, oh, I, I can imagine his smile right now, and it's really scary. <laughs> oh, I love it when the actors can do a really good job of just adding mm-hmm. that final, like, factor of scaring you. It always pushes that film right over yeah. the edge. He was played by Joseph Sakura, and he brings the laughter into the, into the film, because it's not all serious. There's some really funny parts. One of my favorite parts, actually, is when uh, Charlie was, uh, I guess you could say, hitting on his wife, and he kind of put his arm around his wife to say, oh, she's mine. <laughs> Back away. And it was kind of funny. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm glad this movie is not all serious, because from the, from the poster, it really looked like that. And I like movies that have, you know, a little bit of comedy. That always helps. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I give this a five out of five stars. It was so well put together, and it was way better than I thought it was going to be. That's great to hear. I think I'm definitely adding this to my list. I can't wait to watch it. So thank you so much, Ivy, for talking with me about this. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was such a great experience. Thank you. And so be sure to check out this intense mystery thriller, The Intruder, in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished talking about The Intruder, and next we'll be talking with Sanaya Rain about Tito and the Birds. Welcome to the show. show. Thank you. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. So this film, I've never heard about it before. So can you tell me what it's about and what you thought of it? Well, basically, it's about a kid named Tito, and his father was not with him for the whole movie because of a situation that happened when Tito was little. But basically, the whole film is about getting over your fears and connecting with birds in the cartoonal way. Oh, wow. That... Sounds really deep. <laughs> and so, um, what did you think about the animation? It looks so different from anything that I've seen before. You are so true. The animation was very different. I've never seen any cartoon that looked like this. At first, I was kind of like, what is that? And then I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. And um, what did you think about the voice acting? Well, the voice acting was actually really good. Um, Normally when I watch a film and it's like cartoonish like that, I always look at the lips to see if I can like connect it with actually actually what they're saying. Because if it's like off tempo, I'll notice it and it'll bother me just a little bit, but it won't throw me off the whole film. It was really good. Good. Yeah. And um, so I... Um, understand this this movie was translated from Spanish so could you tell um, that it was dubbed or um, was anything wrong with the translation at all? Um, not necessarily there were a couple of characters who mostly didn't speak much but they had a little a little accent to it but overall it was it was good. Awesome. And can you tell me a little bit about the um, journey, where the journey takes Tito and um, sort of the more about the visuals and the art qualities of Tito and the birds? Okay, so basically the j- adventure Tito went on was finding his father because there was a horrible disease that was going on where it was a step-by-step process of you getting really crinkly and small and then turning it to a rock, which was what was everybody was scared of, but the reporters and everybody were kind of happy that everybody was scared. I don't really know why, but they were just not as good to say you can relax, and they were more up-tempoed about them being scared. Oh, that's not nice. No. And, yeah, um, but... What was something that was very unique about this film? Or something, was there anything that you thought that was really special? Well, one thing that I said in my video review was how um, unique the way Tito and his father connected. 
So Tito and his father were separated when he was at a young age because of a situation that happened. And it was very sad and different at the same time. The unique thing was how they were communicating through the street pigeons, which was actually really cool because they would tie notes onto the pigeons' legs and, like, send notes to each other. I don't want to give away too much, but it was actually really cool. Wow, that is such a... Um, yeah, unique concept, and I I love that. Um, so what did so? Can you tell me a little bit more about the animation and sort of the background and the cinematography of it? Definitely. So at first, when I started watching it, I was a little frightened by it. Not like fully frightened, but it was very scary as a sense because normally I've never seen such a dark themed film. And at first it was creepy and then it started getting okay, but it was, it was good. And the cinematography of it, the way the person made the pictures or cartoons or whatever the art was, it was very detailed in a sense of being like art that you would just like throw on a paper and it'd be like beautiful art, but it was also different. And it was very nice to see how somebody could make such a weirdish, cool concept into a movie. Yeah, that's so nice. I'm really curious to check this one out. It just looks so different. And so finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I would say the age range is about like 8 to 14 because younger kids will probably be like a little scared of it and older kids probably wouldn't want to watch it as much. Okay, I see. But it's been so much fun to talk with you, Sanaya Rain, about Tito and the Birds, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening. You too. And also, I recommend this for ages 2 to 5. Normally, it's not something I will watch, but other people will probably like it too. Awesome. I think I'm going to check this out, even though I'm (laughs) quite above the age range. But it seems interesting. So thank you so much. Sanaya. You're welcome. See you so, next time. See ya. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Avengers Endgame, uh, Ugly Dolls, The Biggest Little Farm, The Intruder, and we just finished talking about Tito and the Birds, and now I'm going to talk, be talking with Raquel about Martha, A Picture Story. Welcome to the show, Raquel. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Of course. So can you tell me, um, what is this documentary about and what are your thoughts on it? Um, this documentary basically follows the life of a photographer named Martha Cooper. And it tells a tale of how she, um, how she started off in photography, uh, how she got to pursue her dream, um, the hardships and the relations that she's made with um, her coworkers and her friends and her colleagues. And it's just a very interesting story about, um, you know, of coming to, not coming to adulthood. Well, yeah, coming to adulthood, um, coming to responsibilities. And um, this film is very inspiring for me. Oh, that's awesome. And um, can you tell me a little bit more about why it was inspiring to you? Um, it was inspiring to me because um, she had pursued what she thought her dream was despite 
um, the time, the time from the, the era that she was living in, where women weren't necessarily, um, they weren't seen as capable or able to do their own thing. But not only did she do her own thing, but she pursued her own dream and she relished in it and she did well. She did phenomenal and she created a name for herself under some under her own dream. And that's something that I want to do, aspire to be like. Wow, that is that is really inspiring. And I'm sure you're going to go great places as well. Thank and, you. <laughs> and so um, can you tell me a little bit about how the story is told? Um, documentaries, I usually think of documentaries having narration, but they've been going in very different places lately and telling their story. It's basically the same thing as far as um, relating to taking different directions. Um, this Sometimes the story is narrated through Martha and her perspective. And then you have the her perspective, her, fr- her friends and her family. And um, then you get a little historical pieces um, about art and the culture and a background about the areas that Martha was shooting her um, pictures in. So there's... Um, a little bit of every single character that you run into and throughout the documentary, they have their say and their opinion in, you know, Martha's story. Very cool. And um, did you have any favorite characters? I know Martha's the main, but and it could be Martha. <laughs> um, yeah, Martha is my favorite character, um, <laughs> mostly because I feel like I relate to her. Um, she's had a dream of being a photographer since... Um, since she was younger, since she was in her 20s, and then she was still, she's still 60 years old, still doing photography. So um, I want to be a lawyer. I've always wanted to be a lawyer, and hopefully I'll be a lawyer in my 60s or retired. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like I, I relate to her persistence and her dedication. Oh, that's so wonderful. And um, so... What is something you feel that makes this movie um, very different from other documentaries? Um, other documentaries, they tend to focus on one point and then they keep bringing up the same point over and over again. It's kind of repetitive. But um, this documentary is like once the point is made, they move on, especially since Martha has had such a long life pursuing this career. So um, there are a lot of points made. Um, they're made um in a simple way that anyone everyone can understand so yeah that's how I feel like it's different nice I'm really really excited to watch this it seems so um uplifting and yeah so finally what would you say the age range and star rating should be um I give this film five out of five stars and I recommend it for ages um seven to about 14 um well, actually, 7 to 16, because I enjoyed it. <laughs> but adults will are sure to enjoy this film as well. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Raquel, for talking with me. It's been lots of fun. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you. And so um, be sure to check out Martha of Picture Story. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by... Google Season 1, Volume 1. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about martha a picture story and next we'll be talking with natalia about the biggest little thorn welcome to the show welcome back to the show natalia i am so excited to be back i always enjoy coming on Oh, it's so always so much fun to have you. And so, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course. And so, um, could you tell me a little bit about this documentary and what you felt like when watching it? Well, this documentary, um, it has some kind of film aspects in between it, but it really focuses on a journey. So you can definitely say it's the main whole film is definitely documentary based and it follows two visionaries and a dog on their journey to bring harmony to both their lives and that land and their names are john and molly chester and they have a dog named ted so the story begins with the promise to the dog named ted and he's not just a dog he's very special and he loves to bark, and that led to an eviction notice from their tiny L.A. apartment. So John and Molly Chester make a choice that takes them out of the city and into the foothills, the dry, the the hot, less rain than you would usually get in the L.A. foothills in Ventura City. And they build an old-school farm, and it helped save Ted because they didn't want to just give him up. They knew he was very special, and they worked hard enough. And I have to say, it was tremendously devoid of nu- nutrients in the land they chose it had just went undergone a huge massive fire if you have heard there had been a couple of fires that happened in the same area that grew big and big and a lot of people had to evacuate from their homes including them on their farm so it was pretty um exciting and adventurous and very inspiring and the way i felt while viewing it was relatable uh 
I mean, they had the social connection with their animals, and I feel I have that too with my past animals that I've had and my current ones, and it's just really relatable, and it felt a kind of sort of relationship between the way me and her and got along with our animals. It was just very special. Oh, that's so nice. I always love movies that have dogs in them. And so um, I noticed that this documentary won several awards um, from film festivals across the nation and some even internationally. And so why do you think that is? Well, actually, um, I've heard a couple of times that it's received some awards and um, just a surprise now, I've heard a single name uh, of the award they've um, gotten and received. But I believe they, they received it for a special reason, and it was just so inspiring. And as I said before, it's just, it's such a long journey. It goes through eight years of hard work. And, I mean, it's kind of, I have to say, it's a little longer than usual documentary such films, but it's so worth it. You get to learn about their journey. And I believe they earned those awards um, not only because of what I previously just said, but also because it gives them... It, they taught people important lessons. They shared their story. They shared all the trauma they had to go through through the hard times. And I feel they they deserve to get that award because it definitely proved to them how much they hard work it took for them. And a lot of people, I say, if I was looking through a person who wanted to reward them I with an award, I would definitely have the perspective of thinking they taught me this I learned this I know about this I know the hard work I want to reward them and I think that's how I see it the point of view they had is very different and unique and special that they decided to reward them with an award that they can keep and remember the journeys they went through and it's their farm is still alive and luckily I've had a few um adventure and I had a few chances to go see it and beautiful Wow, that is amazing that they were able to document eight years of um, their hard work. That's exceptional in itself. Yes, it is. And it's not just like a long film. I mean, it's at least two hours, I'd say. But it doesn't follow every single day of the eight years. It follows, let's say, a couple months. But it really sums up the meaning of what they want to teach every year. So it's just really fascinating. Yeah, wow, this is so cool. I'm adding this one to my list as well. So many good movies, man. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, what was your favorite part about the biggest little farm? Oh, there were so many amazing parts. I can't believe I just have to choose one. But if I would have to choose one, I think I would choose the most educational part of the whole film. And there were so many, uh, I have to say, as I said, so many important messages, messages but the, my favorite part had to be when they were just entering and building their farm, and they meet this mentor, and I don't want to give too much away from him, but he, I have to say, he had a lot of experience, and they had a little issues with trust in the beginning, but it turned out great, and it, there was no problems. They were just, he had a different route of what they wanted to accomplish they had a different mindset of how to get what they want and he had a different mindset and I have to say his mindset worked perfectly perfect I mean it was just it came out beautifully and um I think the most exciting part that I got to see in my favorite part was when they were first building it that's a part of my favorite part it, they started to build and build and build days to days and it also shows that in the beginning of the documentary 
and it's just wow because it's my favorite part because it shows the beginning of everything how they started how they grew into this whole big family and it's exciting to see this is so great. Well, thank you for telling me about this exceptional movie. And yes. So, yeah. And so, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I would give this film, well, if I can describe it, it would be very educational, fundamental, joy, farming, a family, and love. So, I would have to go with the five out of five stars with an age recommendation of seven to 18. And if any of you want to go catch this film at your local theaters, it is coming out soon, so you guys got to catch it. And um, you guys might be wondering, just for a fun fact, they had the creative idea to build a farm by planting 10,000 orchard trees in over 200 different crops and bringing in any animal of every type, kind of like the Noah's Ark story of the book in the Bible. It was a lot of animals, but it's just, you'll enjoy it, and I think you all should check it out. Whoa, that is such a cool, fun fact. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I was just like in shock right now. But I'm <laughs> definitely watching this crazy cool uh, documentary. Yeah, it's been so, so, so much fun to talk with you, Natalia. And thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And just as a reminder, I believe this film comes out on May 10th. So you guys got to go check it out. Oh, I will. I will be in theaters. <laughs> well, thank you again. And you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Avengers Endgame, Ugly Dolls, The Biggest Little Farce, The Intruder, Tito and the Birds, Martha, A Picture Story. And now uh, we're going to be meeting with our new Kids First film critics. So our new Kilpit. Kids first film critics are Jada, who's 12 years old from Colorado, and Brayden, who's 11 from Wisconsin. Welcome to the show and welcome to being a kids first film critic. Thanks. It's so exciting and thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm really excited about joining Kids First. I'm excited to talk to you guys. It's so much fun when we have new Kids First Film critics. So, Jada, let's start with you. Where did you find out about Kids First? Well, I was browsing through a casting call website, and I saw this really cool opportunity to join Kids First, and I thought that would be really cool because then I could express how I feel about films, and I thought, like, that would just be so cool to go talk to movies with people and do all that stuff. Yeah, it's always so much fun to talk to people about movies. It's like the best thing ever. <laughs> and so how about you, Brayden? Where did you find, about, find out about Kids First? Well, my mom told me a little bit about Kids First and how you get to write reviews on movies and interview actors and go to red carpets, and go on radio shows, and I thought that was all really interesting, so I got looking into it when my mom showed me a little bit about it, and I thought it was really interesting, so um, I auditioned, and it just seemed really cool. Yay! (laughs) That's, yeah, I'm so happy you're here, and so, um, Jada, 
um, tell me a little bit about your favorite movies. I always love hearing about favorite movies. Um, well, one of my favorite movies is definitely Ralph Breaks the Internet. And I really like this movie because, one, the animation is outstanding. It's groundbreaking. I think they worked really hard on it. And also, I love the message that it tells the audience because it's really inspirational. And it tells the audience that sometimes you have to let go of some things. And, but even if you do, it's going to be okay. Oh, that's a great message. I haven't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet yet, but I really want to watch it. It was nominated also for an award, so that's the, yeah, it's a great, I'm sure it's a great film. I want to watch it. <laughs> and so, Brayden, how about you? What are your favorite movies, or favorite movies? One of my favorite movies is Avengers Infinity War. I liked all the action, and it was filled with a bunch of characters, and... There was a lot to it, and it's just a super exciting film. Oh, yes, it totally is. I've seen that, and I love it, too. And so, talking about superheroes, who's your favorite superhero? Um, Iron Man. <laughs> Yay! Okay, I love Iron Man, too. <laughs> and um, so, Jada, what are you looking forward to most about being a Kids First Film Critic? I'm definitely looking forward to, well, doing some really cool reviews on really cool movies because I get to watch movies and that's really fun and I really love movies. And I also really look forward to being on um, this radio show and it just seems so cool to be on a radio show like this. Yes, it is. It's always cool to be on the radio show. And, uh, Brian, what about you? What are you looking most forward to about being a Kids First Film critic? I'm looking forward to writing reviews and sharing information about movies because movies are one of my favorite things to do. Yes, I love, love, love movies, too. That's It's always so nice like to come on this radio show and be able to talk with all you guys about movies, movies, movies. It's the best thing. And so, um, also, what kind of um, TV shows do you like to watch, too? We also talk about those sometimes. So, Brayden, what is your favorite TV show? Um, one of my favorites is... Um lab rats that that show it just brings so much action and so much to that show that's so cool i haven't heard of that one is it really do you recommend it because i need I some would. good shows it's, it's a very cool um cool show awesome and how about you jada what's your favorite tv show um, one of my favorite TV shows is Mr. and Peabody and Sherman. I mean, sorry, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the show, because I like how they continue the show. Um, and I also love the voice actors. They really, I just love how they bring their characters into the show and make it pop. Ooh, I remember watching the movie for that. I really liked it. It was so cute. <laughs> But, yeah, it's been so much fun to talk with you guys, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys more on the radio show, and so thank you for being here today, and I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Thank, thank you. you. It was really fun being the on show. the radio show.
Thank you, guys. And thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids Film Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and KidsVille News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Flugels Season 1, Volume 1. I'm Sahiba. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, may the 4th be with you. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.